Welcome to the Dental Business Podcast with your host and owner of multiple businesses, a mentor, investor, and dental surgeon, Brad Thornton. Hi guys, welcome to the Dental Business Podcast. It's Brad Thornton here. The, the guest on this show is Grant Macquarie and he's somebody who you guys are going to have heard of, or at least most of you probably will, or a lot of you will. He's got a Facebook group that he started maybe, I don't know, a couple of years ago, I think, maybe 18 months ago, called Advertising and Marketing Tips for Dentists by Dentists. It's a place where a lot of dentists and, and marketers come together and share knowledge, share tips, help each other out. Uh, it's a very nice environment to, to be a part of and, and watch and listen and learn. And, you know, people give a lot of value to the group. Um, and Grant kind of has created something that I think is quite unique in the space where, you know, we're not spamming, we're not trying to sell, we're not trying to be sold to. It's not, it doesn't appear to be any of that. It's a place where you go to learn and actually empower yourself to, you know, be able to ask the right questions when it comes to marketing and, and advertisements and things when, you, when you're dealing with agents, but also where you can learn to do certain things yourself. Grant has a saying that it, that it ain't rocket science. You know, he can make things that appear to be complicated seem quite straightforward. And I think, you know, he's got a way with words, he's got a way of explaining it, and he's, got, he's definitely got a passion that comes through an energy that you can feel when you talk to him about this sort of stuff. So you're going to enjoy this episode. It was really, real pleasure to talk to him. Uh, the content is just awesome, really cracking, cracking episode. And uh, yeah, let me know what you think. Welcome to the Dental Business Podcast. Here is Grant Macquarie. You were pointing, or you were talking about the sort of coronavirus and how you stopped marketing uh, during COVID. And then you, you sort of said, right, well, I'm going to switch my marketing on now. Um, now, coronavirus is kind of a big blip in the diary and we kind of didn't expect it. We didn't know it was coming. We've all had to adjust it, you know, what we're doing. In terms of your sort of planning of marketing, kind of how, how do you plan it? Do you plan the whole year? Do you plan months in advance or is it more just reacting to the market? Uh, you know, how does it work with you? I think, um, thank you for having me on. I believe your numbers are growing and you've got an excellent podcast. So, you know, I'm flattered that you've asked me to to join. I mean, COVID, I mean, that was the reason for me, I mean, you brought up about me stopping the the marketing during COVID or the beginning of COVID. And I did. And I only stopped because I felt um, um, obliged due to my colleagues. I mean, my colleagues who were frightened, like all of us, um, stopped doing dentistry. I carried on for a little bit longer until we were told to close. A lot of colleagues closed before that. So I didn't feel morally I could keep marketing um, as well as um, it came to a point where I think that the fear was building with, with the nurses and I thought it was time to stop, you know, and just reflect that because, you know, I knew that COVID would change the, the playing field. And it has. It's changed the playing field massive with marketing and um, within the dental profession. And it's changed the dental profession um, significantly as well. But if we're sticking to marketing, I, I decided to turn my um, adverts back on um, because it was then an, an even playing field. We knew where we were. We knew where COVID was. And I thought, right, it's got to go back on. But my, my organic posts, my free posts that I do a lot of, and I, 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 I develop, develop them myself, um, 
has been around safety um, and helping patients feel that they are in a safe environment. Now, that has been the biggest patient puller. Other than the, um, the, the paid adverts I do, that has been the biggest puller. You know, there's a lot of dentists that are, are posting uh, on the, the dental lines about their PPE, the dress with PPE. Um, that should be, yes, great posting there, but they should be posting them to patients. It's, it, yeah. it is, it's a different way to market. It's about safety and about, if you're a cosmetic dentist, and about outcome, but primarily about safety. So when I started posting all these PPE, um, PPE shots and uh, my slogan now is um, your safety, our priority, our cost, with a slogan underneath, we won't be charging extra for PPE, has been quite a significant effect on, on in my local area because the dentists are now putting out that there will be extra PPE charges. So if yeah. all the dentists in the area started saying everything's free, I would then start saying your safety, we will be charging. So I like to do something different to, to, to make myself right. stand out. Puts my head above the power a bit, but hey, that's marketing. Yeah. Yeah. So that's one of your kind of um, objectives is to make sure that you're, however that might be, because that's a bit controversial, isn't it? That if everyone was saying, right, we're not charging for PPE, then you would say I am because yes. that, that gives you, I mean, it's not necessarily USP, but it's kind of, it makes you an individual. It, it sort of brings attention to you. That's, yes. that's well, people, people will then go, well, why the hell is he charging for PPE and no one else is? Maybe they would start then thinking, is my PPE better or effective? I don't know. But I always want to do something different to the local area. You have to stand out. I mean, that is the biggest thing. You have to stand out. I think all the, the biggest companies in the world stand out. I'm not the biggest company in the world, but I certainly stand out in my industry, yeah. whether right or wrong, you know. And when you say right or wrong, so you 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 actively test things. So you'd you'd throw something out there and you'd you'd see whether it worked. And if it didn't, you'd you know you'd change it and modify it. And you know what sort of level of testing do you do then? Do you know what I think that is that is that is a, that is where the uh, the dental profession goes wrong. I think is when they put an advert out and they start say for instance it's a paid advert, they'll put say five pounds a day out. And then they'll wait a week and go, right, I've hardly had any um, um, commitments or I haven't had any engagements. And then I'll sort of back off and go, Christ, I'm spending too much money on this. Whereas I just put them out there. I just, this is what I want to do. I'm, I'm going to put it out there, leave it for a few weeks before I make any changes. Or else you're always on the back foot. You're always changing things and making knee-jerk reactions. So I usually just put them out there and just have a look at the books. Are the, are the patients coming in? Yes. And I look at my um, strategy, my marketing strategy as a whole and not individual adverts. Yeah, so you're just, because um, I've heard you say this before, that your metric really is, you know, your inquiries, but then tr your treatment uptake, that's kind of the only metric that you really measure. And if, you know, how, how, does, uh, how does that work? Well I, well, well, I do have a couple of metrics. Every day I, I, ask, the pay, I ask my staff how many new patients we booked um, and how much money came over the desk. I mean, they're the metrics I want my staff to think I feel are the most important. They're not the most important, but that is the main metric. Did, did, did the phone ring? Did, the, did they book those patients in? So I say to the staff, how many patients did you get booked? Then I know the reception has done their team, did their work, and then it's over to me. So the metric would be really how many times the, the, the patient patients have been booked in in the day. And on average, we're probably just now booking between five and 15 patients a day, new private patients a day, because a lot of the areas aren't open. It is a right time to market. And yeah. that's why, that's why going back to your initial question about turning out, it's back on. That's why I started turning back on, because there's so many dentists that haven't turned them on. And that's why it's a yeah. good time, really good time. And um, you sort of getting onto the 
the team element there, aren't you? Because really for us, a lot of times when, you know, people in business talk or like, you know, different uh, industries, sometimes they're, you know, it all ends in a sale, there's a transaction. But when you measure marketing, a lot of times you'll get a lot of the sort of marketing metrics. But for us as dentists, in the end, it kind of, the end of our pipeline is the point at which the patient says, yeah, I want to go ahead. And they basically pay, or pay you know, um, and the marketing almost is the, the first little element of it, isn't it? And then the rest of it is how that's taken up by, by the team. Um, so I know you've said before you've got, um, sorry, I haven't been stalking you, I promise, but... Um, sounds, you, sounds, you, sounds like you have a little bit. <laughs> I know, yeah. I'm just <laughs> you, you talk about, I, did this, I think there was three questions that you meant, that you asked your staff. It's um, no, three things that you want them to do. It's um, sort of find out five things about them. Yes. Take right. a deposit, take a deposit. And then um, I can't remember what the first one was. Was it, um, what was the first one? Well, in, in SOE, um, they've got a fixed screen, so they can't come out on a fixed screen unless the staff have asked particular questions. So they have to obviously ask name, address, email, date of birth, so they, and, and where they heard about the practice. That was so it, they yeah. Have to be, they have to be asked before they can come out of SOE on page one. They then have to ask five things to the patient personally. Those five things, like I said, I don't care to who's what they ask. Those five things then go to the dentist. The dentist then repeats those five things back to the patient and adds their three on to them. Right. And then the close is nothing fancy. It's, would you like to book another appointment? That's it. Yeah. And um, if you could, you know, go into a dental practice, and I know you do mentoring now. You actually talk to a, to a load of dentists anyway. So um, I suppose you may, may know what kind of crops up. But if, if you're talking to a dentist or a practice owner mm. and you know you were to assess their whole practice i know that you're you've got really good marketing um but really you can, there's no point in having good marketing if you don't handle the inquiry well and mm. there's no point in having really good sort of i'll call them leads i know you don't like that word i don't think but if, if no, you have loads and if, uh, if, if you've got these people coming into the surgery, there's no point in the surgery having loads of new patients if the dentist then doesn't do their bit. But, you know, if you were to walk into a practice that had, that was failing in all these areas, if you were to look at it and say, right, we need to start with the most important bit and then work back, what would you think is the most important bit? Do you think it's the dentist part of it? Yeah. or It's cool, yeah. Every single time, and it's using now. This will cause all sorts of upsets. It's, it's, in, it's using TCOs that haven't got right. vested interest in the business, you know. Yeah. And uh, you know, when I say vested interest, that could mean anything. That could mean shares, respect for the owner, um, you know, whether they're they're um, bonus related. I don't know. If a TCO hasn't got an invested interest in the business, or there is um, a dragon receptionist on the desk, which look, I, we've all had them, and they are a nightmare to change. Yeah. You know, they, they are um, the ones where, where the dentists go in. Now, I've been there, I've gone into my reception, and I've had to walk out because I'm so embarrassed about the way the call was handled. And then I thought, well, you know, sod this, I'm going to change this. I don't want this to be this way anymore. And so then um, I, in, I in, um, employed a, an HR firm. I wheedled out all the ones as I, as I went along. And now, now I'm in the latter side of my career. I just haven't felt with it. You know, yeah. they, I don't pay bonuses. I pay the staff to do a job. And if they don't do the job, then they'll be disciplined into doing the job. And, and I, you know, I've, changed, I've changed now in the way that I want things done. And I've got amazing staff. You know, I'm really proud yeah. of them. Um, and I had a call on Friday and it was recorded and, you know, it was just 
so amazingly put. I might actually um, try and bleep out the name and put it on the, the, the Facebook group, but it was so expertly handled. And that was, you know, I've, I've got to a place where I'm, I'm really, I'm really pleased. But, you know, back to your question, sorry, I digressed there. It, it basically is core handling, um, whether yeah. it's a TCO or reception. I mean, that is where um, I don't think I've found any um, um, practice that's 100%. When yeah. And mine's not 100%, don't get me wrong, mine's not 100%, but it's always the call handling. You know, if, if, if I ring up somewhere, I, you know, I want them to be interested in me. I want them to ask mm. me questions. I don't want to be able to say, hi, how much is an implant? 3,000 quid. Um, okay, um, all right, bye. And that's the end of the conversation. I mean, you know, yeah. part of my mentoring, I do um, a patient journey. I'll ring up the practices, record the, the um, mystery shopper, and sometimes the dentists are shocked. I mean, I had a cosmetic dentist in London, and one of the, the, the girls had said, I'd asked about veneers, and one of the girls had said, oh, Christ, don't have veneers. I'm sitting there thinking, oh, my God, <laughs> veneers. Um, you know, another one, you know, another common mistake is if I ring up and I say, like, how much are how much are your inlays? And they say, well, you know, let me go and look at the website. And I'm left there thinking, if I'm a customer, I'll be thinking, I can see the website. Well, you yeah. know, I, I want you to be telling me because you know your, your, the stuff that you are selling. I don't need you to go and look at the website while I'm on the telephone and I can be doing something better. Yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, uh, you know, little things like not, not saying who they are, um, you know, uh, being bored, too rushed, keeping me waiting, going through to answer phone messages. You know, these could be fifteen to twenty thousand pound impact cases that are left on the on the and gone through to an answer phone. So now I use a company. Well, I have for, for many years. I've used a a call centre. I'm now um, looking into getting a phone um, system. But when you ring up and you know you can say, well, you'll be 20, 20 seconds or please hang on. Yeah. It's just you know my whole marketing strategy is just to keep just to get the, the patient on the phone. And if that's the whole marketing strategy, when they're on the bloody phone, you've got to make sure it's good, you know? Yeah. On that, that's quite interesting. So you use like a call center. Do they pick up the sort of excess calls that don't come through your primary yeah. phone line then? Yeah, so what they'll do, there'll be five calls. And if it's not made, it'll go through to a call center and the call center will go, this is the White House Dental Practice, how can I help you? And they're all rubbish. I mean, they're all rubbish. I've just got the best of the most rubbish, you know. And yeah. So they're not brilliant. But, you know, it, it means that there is a call at the end. There is a, someone to pick up the phone yeah. saying, this is the White House Dental Practice, you know. Um, and they're okay. But this new phone system, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, it costs more every month. But at least it just keeps the patient on the end of the phone for that little yeah. bit more. And it's not an engaged tone or an answer phone message. Yeah. You know, they, they need to be avoided. You know, it's yeah. a bit like having the Daily Mail in the waiting room. They both should be avoided. Yeah, no, I like I like the idea of that because I think um, if you – I can't remember who I, I, I heard say this, but it might have been Joe Bat. I watched a talk by him, and he was saying how he spoke to an American dentist who – their waiting room is empty. They've got no magazines. They've got, they've got nothing that's going to show a patient what they can spend their money on that isn't the dentist. That's my, uh, that is how it should be. I have, a, I have a magazine, but it's a magazine I made of my before and afters. <laughs> <laughs> why, why, you know, you have a captive audience for 20 minutes, and if you keep them waiting, which you shouldn't be, if you keep them waiting, you, that is your cat's audience. Why do you, you know, I, I don't have pictures of the family, I have before and after pictures in frames on the walls, and I have a magazine of before and afters. You don't want them to be looking at Daily Mail, where they can read doom and gloom about a recession of dental law partners. What yeah. you want to do is 
showing them what you can provide for them, whether it's video on the wall. So I have a video on the wall and I have a before and after book and pictures on the wall. And if they get bored, well, they can use their phone, you know? Yeah. And then on their phone, when they, when they use their phone, they can sign in via Facebook and then I show them my ads there as well. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what it's about. You know, you've got to be, you know, you've got to be doing this. You've got 20 minutes to, to make sure, and sometimes less, you know? You've got, to be, you've, got to, yeah. you've got to keep on the money, I think. You've got to keep on the button. Um, you talked about that you do regular organic sort of free posts on social media. Um, the one thing that I find difficult often is, is one, actually doing it. I think being in the routine of doing it, but sometimes I think the content can be quite, um, you know, I need a bit of inspiration for the content. Now, what, what's yours? Is it, is it a lot of clinical stuff? Is it, are you doing candid shots of staff? Like, how do you, how do you do it? I mean, the thing is, I mean, I've got a really, really strong views on this. And um, I know that um, a lot of the marketers on the group will say do social shots of, um, of staff and silly hats. I mean, you know, if, if I wanted my, one of my kids or, or my parents or my wife or whatever, family, to go to a surgeon, I don't want to see staff with stupid bloody hats on. I don't want to see puppy dogs. I did one puppy dog shot. And then their, their argument will be, well, it then creates a, um, an increase in, in viewing. But it does create an increase in viewing, but it's still stupid hats and yeah. silly looking stuff. I want, you know, if I'm going to send my family to a medical profession, I want to see if they can do the job. You yeah. put what's on the tin whether you, whether, and whether you're any good at it. Now, if that means whether you put testimonials or before and afters, I just post before and afters. Mine, mine are dull as hell. I put before and afters every day on Google Earth, Instagram and Facebook. I don't care. Now, you know, I've got probably, I've got about eight or nine, I've got, I think I've got 9,000 followers on Facebook, but that doesn't matter either. You know, everyone then says, well, you need 3% engagement. That's rubbish because, you know, I, the amount of dentists I pick up doing my one-to-ones or, or, or mentoring on my group, I've never even heard of them. They, haven't, they yeah. haven't posted, they haven't liked, and they haven't commented. But they are just there hovering, seeing, watching. Yeah. Now, that's patience. So this, this 3% engagement and, you know, you have to put stupid, stupid um, pictures of staff being silly and personal shots is just garbage because, yeah. you know, you need to be putting on what you do and how good you are at it. So for me, the best organic shots would be you, a before and after, next to the staff member in PPE with a testimonial. Now that is what people should be posting organically. Yeah. And it, that is showing the lots. And yeah. not, not these things just because you get engagement with some you know, grandma that's down the road and who is irrelevant to your business. And yeah. I know it increases reach, but it's useless reach. You know, it's yeah. useless reach. And um, and what do you think about? Because do you do? Because the different social media platforms have all got different demographics, haven't they? So I think, I suppose, there's an argument for the type of audience that you're trying to a- attract. But um, I mean, what do you feel about that? Do you alter slightly what you're doing between Facebook, which might be slightly older, Instagram, which might be slightly just always the same? Always the same. I do a different before and after. If it's a, if I, I take standard um, a photographs, so there'll be about 14 per patient, 14 before, 14 afters. So then I've got 14 days worth of before and afters. You know, so it will be, um, I don't do the same every day, so it will be this, a different photo, different days, and it will always have my website details, my, which is help, helps with SEO. So my website details, what the treatment is, the geographical area, and the telephone number. I don't want to be up at 3 o'clock in the morning talking about, um, you know, whitening and how to put whitening in and how much my whitening is. It is 
please phone 01392, where my number is, and um, we will get you booked in. Get them on the phone, get them booked in, and off we go. I'm not, I'm not interested in doing social media chats about my yeah. treatments. I can't be bothered. I've got better time, better things to do with my time. Yeah. And what, um, what's your tips there for getting hold of people on the phone? If that's your primary contact method, what do you do then, or what do your staff do that enables you to increase the chances that you get them on the phone? Do you have a certain well, the time people. to try? The, the um, older. Well, anybody, just because I think sometimes if, I mean, I know a guy who's a, he's not in dentistry, but he has got a big 80, 80 person staff and they do loads of social media marketing. And his staff are told that anything, if they don't call up the inquiry within five minutes, then there's like a 60% drop off of you trying to get hold of this, something like that anyway. Mm. So his staff during working hours, that, that well, as soon as the inquiry comes in within five minutes, boof, they've got yeah. to ring them. Have you got like, like an equivalent version of that? No, I just, they, they're to ring us. Um, I just say, look, if they, if they um, I'll do it the next day. So if it's in the middle of the night and they want to speak to me, I'll either get them to PM us. If I feel as though the, 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 the lead is further up buying or purchasing ladder, and um, no, I didn't say poorly or tire picker. <laughs> Further up, I will get their number and I'll say, Look, can I have your number? But if they're not and they're just looking around, I'll say, Please phone the practice, this is the number, and I'll, I'll do the link for them. Um, you know, but yeah, so I just try and get the number as, as you know, or try and get them engaged in, in the business the next day. And if they don't, well, they don't. You know, I'm, I'm not interested in having, you know, trying 10 times or sending 10 emails out. I just, it just haven't got yeah. time. Yeah, you said something really uh, that resonated with me a lot when you were speaking on another podcast on uh, Chris, uh, Chris Barrow and Chris and um, Ash Latters. You said that you know you've got these three percent that are ready to buy now. Then I think it was something like seven percent, and then there's like thirty or there's quite a large proportion of people that may buy but they're not ready yet. And we're also sort of obsessed with with trying to get people to commit now to do now da, 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 da. but this is big the biggest proportion of the people that might come back in 12 months or in you know and that's that's what you f- tend to focus quite a bit on yes or at least you don't you don't forget them anyway yes no i, I focus a lot on that and that's why i offer the free consultation with a fully funded refundable deposit so yeah absolutely and there's all that like i did a post on the group the other day about 50 percent of people that don't go to the dentist because of fear. Yeah. Now those guys, they're and girls, they're really, you know, they need Invisalign, they need implants, but they're so bloody frightened, they don't do it. So you can imagine if you tuned into them, you know, yeah. you, you could write your own ticket on that one. I mean, but no one's, no one's doing it. I've not seen anyone's USP that is based around purely terrified patients. Not just we treat nervous patients sensitively. Oh, that's rubbish. I mean, really going for it with, with um, extremely clinically anxious patients because those patients will stay with you for a lifetime yeah and um so because of that so is that what you're doing now are you looking at marketing to them do you, do you... I'm, I'm, I'm old and knackered i can't bother <laughs> you know like i said you know if i was 18 again that's what i would be doing you know yeah. I, I i like this i like you know supporting dentists and doing this type of thing now I've changed my 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 not necessarily my brand but my direction in life. I don't I don't want to go back to major rebrands, building squats. I've done that. I've laid awake at night shaking, thinking about yeah. a nervous breakdown every time I build a new squat. I'm thinking, what the hell have I done this for? I, I don't want to go back to that. But you know, you get addicted to the fear. I've just got over my addiction. <laughs> <laughs> do you um 
I, I mean, I didn't think I'd, we'd go into this actually, but it's quite, would you now looking at the market, looking at, you know, everything that's been happening or whatever, looking at how, what the NHS is doing and how it might impact on private industry. If you sort of had your time again, but it was now, you know, if you're one of the younger dentists that's thinking, right, where's my next step? What, what am I going to be doing next? And I think with dentistry, when you become a, a certain type of dentist and you've got a certain mindset, mm. you almost feel the next career step is practice ownership it's like yeah. i don't know whether you know it's, you know would you be looking at buying an existing one or would you always think that setting a squab um you know that, that's a really, that is an interesting question i mean i've done i've bought them i've set squats up um i've closed squats i've, I've, I've put you know i've um, amalgamated businesses um now is a good time end of whether you want to do open a squat whether you want to buy a business I would be cautious about um, partnerships I always have been cautious about partnerships just because um, dentistry is a very um, geographically sensitive so we have a passion to defend in our in our business in other words we, we it's patient based the way we remunerate it it's very difficult and there's a lot of tension on partnerships so I, would, I don't think I'd ever go into a partnership unless I was on the way out. So I would probably sell my practice tomorrow. If someone came along and bought it, that would be fine because I could then go, oh, I'll work for a little while and move on. Or, you know, so back to your question, if I was, you know, if I was 18 again, I'm not that saying, but if I was starting out, I'm, it would be one of two things. I'd either set up a squat or I would go to a, um, a naked old dentist and say to them, look, I'll either set up a squat in your area or I'll take, take your practice off the hands for this and offer them and offer them a go at how much I was going to offer them. And, and if yeah. they took it, if they didn't, then I, you know, it would be a case of, look, I'm setting up anyway. So, you, you know, if you're ready to go, I'm happy to take it. And there's some good deals around, you know. There are some yeah. really good deals. I wouldn't necessarily go for a high-end practice buying a high-end practice at this stage. That is the one I would probably step back from a little bit and see where the land lies. And I certainly wouldn't be buying an NHS practice just now. I'd want to yeah. see how the line lies with that as well. There'd be a few things that I'd want to see how the government um, um, affects the NHS because I think there is going to be a massive uh, change there. I think it may only be core treatments and suddenly you've bought massive goodwill there um, yeah. and they suddenly change, change it. Because I remember when the UDAs came in, I, I, I had a large NHS squat practice, about eight, nine surgeries, and, and I, I, I turned it private overnight. 16,000 patients I deregistered in one day because, um, you know, I just, it was, it was that change. Now, if someone had bought that goodwill off me at that point, they, you know, and suddenly the UDA system came out, they'd be, they'd be kicking themselves. In. So yeah. I would wait, I would buy, yeah, I would buy a, probably a rundown practice or set up a squad at this stage, but it, that may change. If we speak again in four weeks' time, I may be saying something different, but that's what I'd be looking at, you know, and this yeah. is really... I mean, I've done a couple of one-to-one um, -one tutorials on squat analysis, so I will actually go into to go and go and look at the place and look at the, the surroundings. And you know, a couple of them have been absolutely gold mines. I mean, yeah. if I had time again, I'd go nick them off them. I mean, gold mines for squats. I mean, the houses are big houses. The dent, the, the, you know, there might be one local dentist just completely napping, having up on his knees, and they're just ready to shut the door. And it's just right, you know. I've also yeah. seen some real stinkers. But, you know, yeah. a few recently, I've, I've come off the, the, the tutorial and gone, my goodness, 
uh, is complex, yeah. and they'll have no problem setting up. And you know, we're on a marketing discussion. Say you set up in a in a ropey area, you can put what eighty grand on your marketing bill a year. That's eighty grand just because you're setting up in a ropey area or an area that's not good for for sales practice. And if you yeah. set up in a perfect place and, and, and name your practice appropriately for SEO, you know, you, you're just looking at saving yourself up six grand a month. It's, yeah. it's that simple. Yeah, so, you know, you would be, if you were setting up a squat, then you'd be, you'd be marketing pre-opening, wouldn't you? So you'd be hitting the ground running. That's the idea, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know you, so you're you're doing one to one. So people are coming to you because I know you've got your dental uh, dentist mentoring now. Yeah. And um, so, what kind of one to ones do you do then? Well, I do I do um, open days. I do an open day one. So I'm very um, you know very clear about when you do an open day when you do a squat, you don't do it to ungrateful family members and businesses that want to come and drink your booze and eat your food. You do an open day specific to a treatment you're providing. So it could be Invisalign, dental implants. So I do an open day one. Um, I'll do a squat analysis one. Um, so I'll, I'll, I'll analyze their squat and I will support them either, you know, I'll, I'll do a, 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 a more brief one. So I have different levels. So it'll be level one, two, and three if they're building a squat. So level one, I'll, I'll, I'll look at the area and go, look, this is a good area. And level two would be up to the point of um, purchase. So I'll be able to show them how to make discounts and, you know, and they can say, you can see thousands of pounds of discounts and then level three will be up to the point where they're launching and they're off and you know I'll show them how to do the open day and how to get patients in day one so you know that the squat one is a little bit more um different different levels I'll show how people do the patient journey which is what you talked about earlier you know what's the most important part and I'll, I'll, I'll track the journey and show them how to to make to make the business more profitable I do a Facebook one and I do a Google one so, and you know, so they're the main ones. And then obviously I do the, the, the talks as well when I go to, to groups and you know, so I do a number of stuff really. Yeah. And um, with the Google then, cause you do your own Google as well, don't you? Not uh, now. I, not I, now. I did my own Google and I got great results, but then um, I took on my, the Google ads warrior, I call it Max Roberts. So I, I use, now I use um, Derek and Max for Facebook and Google. So I've drawn back from there because, because I, I found time you know, I, I wanted more time, one, with my family, and two, more time doing mentoring. So I thought, right, I'm going to get these guys in and see just how good they are. And they're, they're pretty bloody special, to be honest. Yeah. And, you know, I can see the results are better than when I did it. But, you know, if, 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 if I have more time, I enjoy doing it. So I will show yeah. dentists how to do it. So at least they can ask the questions, the, the relevant questions. So, when you, you know, I've seen some reports, not from Max and Derek, I've seen some reports from marketers that are sent to dentists, and the dentists send them to me. I'm not bloody clear what they're talking about. Yeah. All this, you know, dentists aren't interested in bounce rates and impression share, and they just need to know how many patients rang up, how many patients booked yeah. in. That is it. You know, that's all they care about. So, you know, the, the reports need to be simplified, and I teach dentists to be able to ask them, the marketers the right questions because it's not just the marketers. You know, marketers are providing. Dentists say 100 leads a month, for example. And then the 100 leads phone up the reception, and the reception is so bad that they can't book one of those 100 in, and then the marketer gets blamed. And so how I try and do it, I try and bridge that gap so then the marketer and the dentist don't fall out. And so, you know, I, and I know when, before I started this journey, if I had a marketer on my, on my, you know, helping me, it would be, I have a feeling that it's not working out for me. And that, is, that, is, that was so wrong. I look back and think, God, I blame that poor marketer. And it wasn't their fault because I just had a feeling 
I wasn't getting the patients in. You have to be able to say, right, what's a bloody conversion? How can I measure it? And how can I measure how good or bad my staff are? And if you've got those criteria licked, then you'll have a great relationship with the market because they are brilliant. Or if you find the right one, they are brilliant at what they do. And they do better than dentists. But if you want to do it, you know, a little bit and no be able to ask the right questions, like I've always said in rocket science. Yeah. And um, so what would you look for then? Obviously, because I'm actually, uh, I spoke to Max and I, I've recruited him. Uh, I managed to uh, take dibs on my area. <laughs> I saw, I think I saw your post. I was like, Max. Um, so I've got loads of work on that. Bless him. I know. Yeah, I um, so I snared him for my area, which is good. Um, but if you were like, you know, a dentist who's looking at, at, at taking on an agent or a, a marketing agency or whatever, are there a couple of sort of, I don't know, say three top tips or something that you think are important when you when you wanted to try and find the right person or the right the right agency? Is there anything that you'd look out for? Do you know what? I would stick to um, the marketing and advertising group, to be honest. Yeah. I would stick to that. The reason for that is there is an element of pressure because if they screw up, there's, what, 5,000 dentists on there now. Yeah. You know, so but I, when I mean screw up, I mean be unfair. Unfair tie-ins, um, you know, contractual um, inappropriateness. When I say that, look, if you're not doing your job, you've got to release the dentist. You know, if you're, doing, if you're getting bad results, but you've got to be able to measure the bad results. So first things first, I'd probably stick to the group and find someone or some, someone on there because the, the marketers on there are, are, like I said, are pretty bloody special. There. They're really, yeah. really talented. The next thing I would, would, would do is when you think you've found someone, is say, what's a conversion? I want to know what you think is a conversion and what I think is a conversion. And then if they run in line with each other, then we're, we're, on a yeah. good, we're on a good thing. And so you will know, you'll be able to define that metric, what a good conversion is. And that is the most, they're the two things. That, is, is that question, what do you call a conversion, is the most important thing when you ask someone. And that's when I went to Max and Derek. Look, I don't want massive loads of rubbish at the end of the, uh, at the, end of the month. Just give me the metrics that I want. And yeah. they're brilliant, and they're both—they're both just—they're both sound. And you know, like like you're saying, that they're area specific. And I'm, I'm glad you picked up the phone to them after you saw the post. <laughs> yeah, I did. I was um, I was straight on there as well, and he was like, "Oh, I've got some availability," and I was like, "Get in." <laughs> um, I'll just I'll quickly tell you about a nightmare situation I had. It was a, it was a different business. It was dental related, but there was an agency that were doing um, some Facebook ads, um, and this was a few years ago now. And I didn't realise the significance of this until the, the relationship went sour. But they ran the ads through their ad account, so all of the ads and everything that was being done was basically hidden within their ad account and there was no way to to know or, or, or get any data or anything. It was literally just once a month we'd meet up and there'd be a big sort of pile of paper with graphs and this and oh. that. Da, da, da. Um, and it was a nightmare. So I think um, the I fact that... I like, didn't understand any of it. No, no, I didn't. I was just, you know, they were just, they, they sort of blinded me with colourful diagrams um, yeah, yeah, pants, rubbish. Yeah. Can't be bothered with anyway. Yeah, so that was um, that was good. And um, now, because Derek's doing some Facebook stuff for me, um, and it's in my ad account for the practice, yeah. so I can, you know, I can see everything that's there. Yeah. Um, the funny thing is, the funny thing is, um, and this will make me laugh. Uh, you know, they like to keep their ads on. Well, some marketers like to keep their ads in their accounts. Yeah. So, you know, you, 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 the dentist can't just turn them off. They can just carry on the adverts going. Do you know what I mean? That's, that is the secret, isn't it? We, you know, we, we would like to see 
all the ads done in our accounts. At some point, we can boot out Derek and Max and do it ourselves. However, if you see how complicated it is, it's not yeah. a case of just hitting, let's send a few more. It's, a, it's yeah. not like that. You can't just restart the campaign, boot them out. So yeah. you know, it does add an element of trust. And that's what I wanted yeah. when, when I went to, to, the, to Derek and Max. There was an element of trust that, okay, you're, you're sticking it in my ad account, so you're trusting that I'm seeing it there. And that's what I like. I like control. It's in there. I haven't bloody clue what to do. I'm a clue. And I, I know these things. And, and it's so complicated the way they, they run it. You know, when the adverts turned off, I would have no clue about turning it back on. So, yeah. but, but some some marketers feel that they don't want to set up an ads account in the dentist's ad account in case that happens. But it's not the case because because, like I said, I know what I'm doing, and I still wouldn't be confident to just hit the button. And I think as well, if they're doing what they're supposed to do. You know, dentists, when we know we aren't marketers and if we can see results and we know it's working and they're doing their job, I think you'd be quite a, a brave slash stupid dentist if you all of a sudden thought that you could take over and, and you, you could know, do it. the will to save the money on the, on, on the management thing, um, they do. And I know that a lot of dentists would, would try and do that. And, and that's fine, give it a go. But then the problem you've got or we've got as a, as a professional and in the, de- in the, in the marketers in the group, if you go and bin them off and can't start it up again, they'll just say, oh, I'm sorry, I've got someone else in your area. And you'll be like, oh, yeah. no, we shouldn't have done yeah. that. You know? So, yeah, I mean, I think, I think it, you know, with all the marketing, going back to what we were talking about originally at the beginning, I think it's important to be able to go, right, I'd like to get a specialist in. I just need to know a little bit more. So when you're sitting in front of all these graphs and the rubbish that they spell out to blind you with, you know, blind you with all the paperwork or bury you in paperwork, whatever the saying is, you, at least you'll know more to, to ask the yeah. questions like, I'm not interested in that. I'm not interested in that. All I want to know is that, you know, yeah. um, all I want to know is, is, is the bottom line. How much have I, have I spent with you and how many patients have come through the door? And then you have to worry about those patients and how you converted them in the chair. Things like conversion yeah. rates and, and all, you know, treatment conversion rates, I think it's all garbage. Because yeah. if someone who charged £100 for, for a first assessment, their, their conversion rates can be a hell of a lot bigger than mine because I do free consultations. You know, there's yeah. going to be a lot more minor thinking about it because they're a little bit lower on the purchasing ladder and I'm trying to sweep up the 30% that the, the other guys are just, you know, zooming in on the 3%. Yeah. Um, one of the things I'd like to just talk a bit about, you, you mentioned open days. So, you know, you've got sort of daily organic stuff that you produce on social media. Uh, I'm assuming that you've got sort of an ongoing ad that might be out on Facebook and Google. Have you got active ads, but then every now and then you'll have like a bigger campaign for something specific like open days and events. Yeah, or something. Well, I've changed my strategy um, around uh, lockdown. So now my, my strategy is I have a, a running open day every month. Um, Derek and I are doing the um, 100 deposits in a, in 100 days. In other words, that I'm getting 100 patients to pay a deposit online in 100 days just for an open day. The rest of my posting is organic, so I will just post PPE stuff to show safety. I'll post testimonials. And the Google stuff, is, well, I do on Google Google my business. I'll do free organic posts. Um, you know, I'll put the before and after photos on there, and I've got Max in sorting out all the Google adverts. And they all come into a form to be filled. Well, the Google come into the form to be filled out that is sent to me, so I will get a notification of every single patient that fills out the form. If they telephone, which is the other metric I want to know, is a telephone, I'll have a recording of that telephone. 
call. So I'll have right. every single form filled out by email and every single phone call that's made, I'll get recorded. So I know that both campaigns and how good they're doing. I'll look at the deposits and look at my emails. So that is how I know they're doing their thing, which they are. And then, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll sort that. So that's basically what I'm, I'm running just now. Don't forget, Google My Business. Fill out the bloody things on the left. Services, profile, photos. It's free. Fill it out. Yeah. It only takes about 10 minutes to really, you know, make sure the times are there and the times of openings, the services you're providing. Make sure that's filled out. It doesn't take long. It doesn't take long. And, and are the Google ads and the Facebook ads all pointing to these open days? It's the, it's the same thing that they're no. pointing to. Facebook is purely um, open days. Google is um, implants, teeth straightening, and um, general dentistry. Right, and um, and the so the Facebook so you do a, uh, an open day every month, and it's campaign driven marketing because I think that's um, I think that's something that I I think is quite quite a good thing to view it. Sort of like treat it like a machine almost, and you've got these campaigns and the marketing. Yeah. I don't know, it gives it purpose, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, and uh, do you do your own landing pages anymore or not? Then yeah, I I, I, I SEO um, my own. Um, Landing pages. I don't. I get someone to design them, and then I might rebrand it and change it around, mess it up, go back to the same person to get me re- redone. And but yeah, I do. I've got about three or four different landing pages. So if you go on to teeth straightening in Exeter, Invisalign Exeter, on page one, I have about what can be six or seven uh, positions on page one. You know, yeah. that's two hundred fifty thousand people are in Exeter. So two of my landing pages are there. My Google Ads is there. I'm on Google My Business and my main website and my group and my blog, which I do a lot of blogging. So I've, I'm, I'm pretty much dominate page one of Google. Yeah. And have those planning pages been around for quite a while? Do you, do you modify them or are they just sat there? Yeah, I modified everything during COVID. Right. So yeah, it's that- a good time to <clears throat> uh, reflect and have a look at things and, you know, see how I want to change things. Um, because that's something that... Um, I picked up from you was the idea that actually if you, fair enough, you've got your website, you want your website to be on page one, but if you've got a number of landing pages with reasonably relevant, well, relevant domain names and just have all of that out on the, in the internet, it's just, just out there, then there are multiple ways in which people can find you. And, um, yeah, it just seems, yeah. yeah you know, if, you, if you're going to do a swap practice, try and think about what you're going to name the practice. If I was going to set up in Corf, it'd be Corf Dental. You know, you've got yes. to think of a bit of a boring name, but, you know, you've got yeah. to think about what people are going to be Googling because, you know, say what's on the tin. That's what Google wants. Google is about relevance. Relevance, relevance, relevance. So if you can put in a name that's relevant to the service you provide, you know, um, and drop the name Spa. I'm just looking, checking your practice, your, your little logo. No, no, don't worry. Just I've, I've <laughs> it doesn't have Spa on the end. Yeah, no. No one's going no to Google dental Spa. You know, but yeah. I love the name Spa. You know, it, it does add locally an element of cleanliness, coolness, young sort of, um, um, you know, sort of chic type. But, but for Google, it's not, it's not as friendly. Not yeah. I mean, to be honest, I think we've gone over some, some awesome topics. Um, there were a few things that came up from some dentists I was chatting to, which you've actually covered. Um, um, I think it's important, really, as well. You mentioned the, the Facebook group. Can you just sort of say where that is, what it's called, um, and then just talk a bit about, I know you've mentioned what mentoring you do, but um, when I've heard you talk about it, you, say, you, you sort of said, I think you were a little bit reluctant to, to market yourself as a mentor or something. Um, I don't know. I don't it, you know, it's, it's sort of growing. Um, it's the only business I think I've ever done that I've grown slowly and almost organically. I don't pay 
for marketing. Um, and it's just one of those things. I mean, in September, I'm launching Concilium Dentium, which is basically, um, it'll be one dentist, one area. Um, and I'll give, be giving them, and it'll be a six-month program that I give them full support during their, yeah. their, their, their dentistry. And, um, you know, I think that dentists need a, need a time to reflect just now. Their books are really busy or they're not back, quite back to work yet. So I will be launching it in September. And it's ready to go. But, you know, so, yeah, so that'll be my September thing. My one-to-ones, basically, are, are just support and showing, you, showing dentists how to, to, um, to do it themselves. And so they're not quite as committed. And I prefer, the, the, prefer to be able to offer a service, services that aren't committed um, rather than, you know, some dentists want, to, want me to show them everything. And that would be the six-month program. It'll be online. It won't be recordings. It'll be actually one-to-ones online yeah. as well as, you know, um, the, the, the show staff, how to increase their conversion rates, all that sort of stuff. You know, it's all, I'm, I'm excited. It's my new, my new yeah. era, you know, after yeah. lockdown. It's my new, my new venture. I, th- I think, um, you know, I, I respect to people in this space, but I think the fact that you're, you're a dentist, that, you've, that you've, you've got a track record of, of setting things up, of building squats, of building businesses, of, of sort of doing it all, I think that... And that, making horrendous you know, mistakes. <laughs> well, the thing is, though, you know what? I mean, people, you know, you, you learn from your mistakes, don't you? There's lots of cheesy, cliched sayings that go along with that. But, you know, fucking Darwinian theory, you evolve through hardship. You don't, you yeah. know, you, you kind of the strongest survive. You need to... Um, I don't know, you need to be running from a saber-toothed tiger. I don't know, you need to kind of make a few balls up before you can actually end up improving. Yeah, you do. I've made a lot, that's for, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, so in terms of um, people wanting to get you, it's the advertising and marketing tips for Dentists by Dentists on Facebook. It is, um, yeah. And I've, I've also got a website, um, www.dentalbusinessmentor.co.uk. Yeah. Um, right, Grant, that was uh, really, really good. That was kind of a, a what, a 50-minute one-to-one mentoring for me. I just I just cheekily, I, I pretended it was a podcast episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, no, I appreciate your time, Grant, and um, I will, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, I'm sure we'll speak again. And what I'll do as well is, you know, because I tend to get quite a few emails and, and social media messages of stuff, and um, I'm sure you'd be open to the idea that, um if stuff crops up, getting you on again or putting, I'll point people to you because I do think, you know, listening to somebody and reading your posts, um, there's a lot of honesty there and I think your track record speaks for itself and yeah, I've just really enjoyed our conversation. So I'm, uh, and like yours, your, your podcast is growing. I mean, I've heard great yeah. things about your podcast. I mean, I remember when you just started out and now look at it. Yeah. I know. That's, really, well, it's that's a, really cool, isn't it? I mean, people yeah. tune in to listen to you, so that's brilliant. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's been a pleasure speaking to you today. I, you know, thank you for the invite as well. Brilliant. Cheers, Grant. I'll uh, All right, buddy. listen. Have a good Sunday. Yeah, same to you, mate. Thank you. Bye bye.